Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Undetected Narcissist. Today, we're going to be talking about sex. And the topic is sex trap or beautiful, terrific lovemaking. So in this episode, I'm going to be raw, real, direct, and open. I'm going to say it as it is. This is how I'm being guided to approach this subject of sex. We as a species must have sex to create another living human being. We know that science and technology are trying to play God to preserve life for the rich and powerful people that can afford it. But this is not the answer or subject matter I wish to discuss today. We all have a soul. Some people can appear to seem soulless, but they still have a soul inside their vessel. What matters most is what you do with your soul. Are humans here to exploit their souls and sell it to the dark side? Or is one ready to embrace and connect to their soul's higher self and become one with it, deciding that in this lifetime, I'm going to be a good person and treat other people the way that I want to be treated. Sex does play a big part in this answer. How? Well, most people on our planet at this day and time are allowing their spirit to become weak, giving in to lust, greed, pride, and must-have-it-now attitude. Just watch the show Too Hot to Handle. These horny young adults are stuck in the shadows. They are wounded little children inside seeking sexual gratification, attention, validation, and approval. Some will lie, cheat, play the victim, or sympathy card to just have sex with another person. So today, I will support each and every one of you and how to determine if the person who wants to jump your bones is either creating a sex trap or is excited to one day have beautiful, terrific, love-making sex with you. So let's talk about sex. Like most people, we are not taught about the difference between sex and lovemaking. Schools teach sex education, but they do not teach you about the difference between being used, set up, or trapped into having sex. Teachers do not explain the difference between meaningless sex and how it feels to be making love to someone for the first time. The best way to describe the difference is sex is just an act of going through the motion of penetration. It's called fornication. It's like a job or duty. And let's be transparent here. Many people centuries ago did consider sex just an act of procreation. The family bloodline must continue on, some would say. Who needs love? Just open your legs and give me a son. As scary as it sounds, there are some people in our world today that still appear to have that attitude. Pretty scary. I am so glad those times have passed, hopefully eventually all of it. But we have a new crisis now. People are having sex and do not care anything for the other person. That other person is just an object of lust and desire and nothing more. They will weave their web to trap them into giving into sex. And once the act is complete, they are gone. Pretty cold, if you ask me. The truth is this happens every day. Hearts get broken. People ghost one another. And then the abuser is off to find its next victim. Am I being too harsh? I don't think so. 
I'm being just honest. For example, dating apps and websites. At first, they were wholesome and used to support people in finding true, meaningful connections with another person. In the beginning, this worked for many people. Like all good intentions, someone has to ruin it. And dating apps exploded and were exploited into hookup apps instead. Forget getting to know the person. Just swipe here and you can get laid if that person likes your appearance. Then they got exploited even more into finding new ways to go around the norm of society and allow people to profit off selling their bodies to another person, either in person or on video. Again, people gave in to their lustful desires to control and manipulate another person who was feeling lonely, insecure, or desperate for some physical touch. When it comes to mastering the upper rooms, one must learn discernment, patience, and self-control. Who is this stranger that finds you attractive and interesting? Are their intentions pure or sinister? You see, sex is about connection. When we connect with another person sexually, it feels amazing, right? Yet when we give into sex and it feels off or disconnected, we feel empty inside, used, as if it's just plain wrong. For example, you can find a person attractive and when they kiss you, it feels like kissing your brother or sister. It just feels wrong. And don't get me wrong, some people can fake genuine sex because they are an expert at love bombing. They studied you and asked all the right questions to know your likes and dislikes. Then some are just so hot looking that passion and lust just take over and it consumes you. Again, the sex is meaningless and one fell for their sex trap. Then there are some that are all about the idea that I'm inside of you, I must be so lucky. When in fact, it was just a game to get one into giving into temptation. They won, and soon someone will be kicked to the curb onto the next attractive victim. So, I need to ask you this question. How quickly do you jump into the sack with someone? Is it on the first date, second, third, or weeks later? And I must say that age does play a big part in answering this question. Yes, I was young once and had my fun. The stories I could tell you. Yet I was kind and considerate to every man I allowed into my bed and into my life. I had moments of being a horn dog. <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh at that. I believe we all can agree that ranging hormones can be challenging to control when you get the butterflies and you want to believe that maybe this person is the one. Sex could either bring you closer to another, or it could end abruptly over the smallest details. And let's get really specific here. If this person is shallow, self-absorbed, and superficial, your hairy or hairless body could turn them on or gross them out. Do you shave or not shave? Do you groom or go all natural? And can this person accept your personal preferences, or do they just judge you harshly and ghost you? This is the world we live in. It's pretty sad. Let's go even deeper here. Will this person accept and embrace your belly, physical scars, thick thighs, thinning hairline, 
Small boobs, saggy boobs, flat butt, and those extra pounds. Or are they going to make you feel embarrassed, ashamed, or bad about yourself or your body? Are they going to try to change you, control your diet and exercise routine and lifestyle? And if you do as they request, will they now be able to unconditionally love and accept you once you have met their physical approval rating? Let's be transparent here. All of that is not unconditional love and acceptance. It is conditional love. You are perfectly imperfect. Everyone deserves to be loved unconditionally in this harsh world we live in today. For example, when we have sex, we use all of our senses. Have you ever kissed someone and felt their energy within that passionate kiss? If you haven't, it is divine. What about the taste within their mouth? If they have bad breath or do not brush their teeth often, well, it can be a real turnoff. Then we have body odors. Some people's sweat smells fantastic and can turn you on. Another scent of sweat can smell like roadkill on a hot summer day. What about the sound of their voice? Some people can talk and your panties will drop. Others will make your skin crawl and you say, no, thank you. Sex is an extremely intimate act. That is why it is called intimate. The person is into me, one believes. And it is devastating when one realizes that this whole time they invested in this other person was a waste of time. That person was fake and was not into you. You were just seen as an object of desire, not a real living, breathing human being with feelings, a heart, a soul, and a purpose in life. So if you can think or imagine the chart to master the upper rooms, and I did post it in this blog post, anything below 200 is fake, superficial, and meaningless. Having superficial, fake sex can be destructive mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. You are taking a risk with your heart, head, body, and spirit. Is this person genuine or a con artist? Can you really trust this person? And let me give you a piece of advice. When someone says, trust me, when you first meet them, be aware. A trustworthy person will prove that they are trustworthy by their actions instead of their words. Words can be meaningless and hollow. Actions speak louder than words. When someone says, trust me, ask them to prove it to you. If they dare you to do something, have them do it first. If you still don't want to do it, don't. It's that simple. We have boundaries for a reason, and boundaries should be honored and respected by another person. So, let's talk about sin. What is sin? A sin is when you consciously know that what you are doing and saying will damage and hurt another person. In my opinion, ghosting a person is a sin. If you pretend to genuinely like someone, and then you vanish. A person should have the balls and courage to tell that person that this new relationship is just not working out. Stop playing immature games and grow up. Nobody likes being ghosted by another person they developed genuine 
feelings for. When it comes to sin, are you leaving a trail of tears and broken hearts? If so, that's a sin. And as the saying goes, what comes around goes around. I've heard too many times how someone who was a player found someone they finally connected with, but that person realized their past sexual history. Are they willing to take that risk? Do they believe they can be reformed and change your horny ways of chasing every skirt or boy in town? That is why everyone should take their time in getting to know someone. Your body is a temple. And let's say you take that risk because you lust after that person. Will you be okay with them flirting with other people in front of you? What if this person tries to make you jealous by flirting to see if you are really into them? Can you handle those immature games? Or can you rise above it and know that you deserve better? Yes, there are a few people that just know it was right and they had sex on the first date. Eventually, they got married, and they treated one another with respect and unconditional love. This can happen, but it does not happen often. Are you willing to put on the brakes and take things slowly? There are so many advantages to this approach. There are so many examples I could give you. Do you want someone that still lives with their parents in their 30s? Why do they live with their parents? Does this person have a healthy relationship with their parents or siblings? Is this person neat and clean or a slob? What if this person has a secret three-week cap on dating someone? Are you willing to take that risk knowing that there will never be a future with this person? What if this person has a pet and you're allergic to it? Are you going to make them get rid of it? I mean, please. And can you sleep next to someone that snores and hogs all the blankets? Can you handle this person's sexual kinks? Not knowing the answers to these questions can be extremely stressful if you decide to live together and still do not know much about each other. The living situation was rushed into because this person wants you all to themselves. Now you might have to move out or deal with the drama of another unhappy, failed relationship because your lustful desires dominated the relationship even before it began. Sex is just sex. Making love can be magical. So what is the difference? Well, sex is just going through the motions of penetration. Making love is about communication, exploration, discovery, connection, and much, much more. One feels truly seen, heard, respected, safe, secure, desired, appreciated, and alive. These are all, all, all the upper room feelings and emotions. Sex is about meeting a physical need or requirement. If both parties are in agreement with Let's F each other's brains out. So be it. The rules and conditions were spoken and agreed upon. But if you agree to those terms and conditions just to please the other person or to get them in bed, be warned. You are only lying to yourself. Now, let's talk about the narcissist. It has been my experience that the narcissist can either be a master in the bedroom or a self-centered individual. 
and very selfish. The confusing part is when someone can masterfully love bomb you into feeling safe and adored, but it's all smoke and mirrors, saying all the right things to win your heart. It can be like a drug. I mean, one masterful lover can be extremely addictive because deep down inside, you know they are a player, yet you keep coming back for more and more. Eventually, the sweet talks turn into insults, put-downs, abusive, and destructive. One will eventually be discarded because the narcissist is ready for someone new and exciting. You have become dull, boring, needy, and undesirable. The easiest way to discover, to detect who is sincere and genuine is to figure out their attachment style. Yes, people watching, listening, and asking the right challenging questions. Next, what is their sexual turn-on or turn-off buttons? Do you match or will there be a disconnect? And how do they treat and talk to other people? Are they respectful, humble, and polite? Or do you notice that they are harsh, disrespectful, arrogant, and always complaining? That is why everyone needs to learn to become emotionally intelligent. When one is emotionally intelligent, they will consider another person's feelings, thoughts, emotions, heart, and self-worth. You intend no harm to another person. With emotional intelligence, you are permitting and flexible to change, and you can embrace another person's imperfections. One can see both sides of a disagreement and stay neutral. This person is optimistic, hopeful, and has honorable intentions. They have this willingness to be patient and supportive when life gets challenging. You are accepted even when you make an error in judgment because they are a forgiving person. And when you are sick or stuck at work, they are understanding and reasonable. They love and embrace you unconditionally, regardless of your past or present life situation. The polar opposite is not patient and pushes boundaries. This person will make you feel stupid for having boundaries by blaming that you have trust issues and tries to control or manipulate you. They might have a big social media following because they crave attention or troll after women that exploit their bodies. I could go on, but I will stop here. When I look back at my past relationships, I did miss many warning signs. When the person has an anxious attachment style, they were needy, jealous, and insecure. They needed constant attention, approval, and validation from me, wanting to spend all their time with me, texting me several times a day and freaking out if it took me over an hour to reply to a text message or voicemail. It drove me nuts. The list of men I met on those dating apps and websites, oh man, they were fearful and anxious about dating again. Blame was much easier than accepting responsibility for their part in the failed relationship. Others were cynical and pessimistic. Some would feel shame about their bodies or appearance. Others had regrets that interfered with the relationship. Afraid that they would sabotage our relationship. Others were stuck in grief because their spouse died, but they were lonely. Some were bitter, resentful, and angry about their ex. Then there were men that claimed to be separated and divorced, 
but were really still married. Shh. Now, let's talk about those bad boys. Most of them had a disorganized attachment style. They were hot-headed, quick to react instead of respond. Some did not respect authority figures, and they loved breaking the rules. Yes, they were mysterious and sometimes dangerous because of their uncontrollable temper, but they can be exciting. These kind of men can be passionate in bed, and a few can let their walls down. And some women might take the risk to see if they could tame these wild men. Good luck. (laughs) Again, is it worth the risk one might take to find genuine, authentic love? I would say no, because these people do not love themselves. They are too angry with the world and their life experiences. I believe you are going to like this story. Some might relate. There was this one guy when I was living in Los Angeles, California in my early 20s. That was gorgeous. When we first saw each other, it was magnetic. I have this Greek radar, not geek, Greek radar. And he was 100% Greek, tall, olive skin, long black hair, bedroom eyes, and that smile. Oh, talk about it. It was hard not to want to take him home that night. We did not have sex the first night or several nights. When we did, it was like dying and going to heaven. We both became addicted to each other. The problem was, after we had lustful sex with each other, we had nothing to talk about. Nothing in common. We would watch television and hang out, but it was like all that hot, passionate, what I believed to be lovemaking was now, dot, 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 nothing. No chemistry or connection. It was so strange. It felt like he was miles away, and in reality, he was sitting right next to me watching television. He was so emotionally detached and unavailable. No cuddling or hand-holding. I felt like I was one of the guys as his male roommates walked around the house. Have you ever had this experience? This person clearly had an avoidant attachment style. They let you in but keep you at arm's length. These people are torn inside. One minute, they want you so badly, and the next minute, they have something else to do, and they are running away, afraid to form that emotional connection with you, in fear that you might break their heart like so many other lovers have done in the past. So they use work as an excuse to create distance between the questionable relationship or are you just F-buddies. They leave you questioning yourself, like, what is wrong with me? Why can't they have a relationship with me? Is this making any sense? I hope so. So honestly, I dodged a bullet with that one guy. I'm still friends with him on Facebook, but he's afraid to tell his wife. Yes, I honor and respect his wife, but she doesn't trust him. I wouldn't either. You see, he found me years later online. Yep, we guys do, and always wondered, what if she was the one that got away? Well, one day, his wife called me. She discovered some pretty shady things and wanted to know if he contacted me. I will not get into the details, 
but let's just say she knew how he used his good looks and charm to encourage several women to do things that didn't align with their marital vows. She saw the videos. Since I have morals, values, and integrity, I felt sorry for this woman who was pregnant with his child and discovered the truth of his commitment towards her. Yes, they are still married, but he's still shady. Whenever he comes to town, he wants to see me. Yet I know what he really wants, and that is to tempt me into going down the path that does not align with love, but lustful desire. I will be his supportive friend and nothing more. So, what is the difference between desire for another person and loving someone? I know he does love me in his own way. I mean, he said so. I love him too. But his concept and idea of what love means is extremely different. Love would not cheat on another person or manipulate another into having meaningless sex. Or, let's go even further, manipulate someone into sending naked naked pictures of themselves, videos of themselves. Someone that's loving doesn't do that. Okay, it's just not safe to do that stuff. And you're just not safe. Okay, so that is why I say you need to love yourself first. So once you align with love and realize the difference between sex and love, it is almost impossible to cheat. You have become a good, loving person. That is what God wanted from all his children. Instead, we became sinners. This is why love deserves to be respected, not treated like a whore. And yes, I said it because that is how he would have treated me. My connection and years of working on myself to align with love is important to me. Plus, I am way more than that. And deep down inside, and this person knows it. So they tempt you and try to get you to fall from grace. I will no longer sell my soul for meaningless, instant self-gratification. This is when self-love steps in. Because I could have ignored my inner guidance and said, what the hell, his wife won't find out. Then I would become as shady as him, which would lead me down the path of feeling guilt and shame after the act of having sex. And the truth is, we will never align because we are two ex- on two extremely different paths in our lives. Therefore, as gorgeous as he still looks to this day, and he is, I will not give in to temptation because I know in my heart and soul that he would wound my fragile heart. You see, it takes courage to allow yourself to become vulnerable with another person. A relationship is an agreement between two people. Some people respect and honor that agreement, and some are just plain evil. They consciously and intentionally lie, cheat, abuse, neglect, abandon, betray, and pretend the agreement never existed. Then they flip it around, blaming you for the failed relationship. It's all your fault and that you should feel lucky that I put up with you. 
It's horrible things people say. All these lower vibrational energies are set points which can poison any relationship and destroy it. It's not your job to fix these wounded individuals inside. It is their job to go within themselves and apply various tools that support you in mastering the steps from 200 to 500. If you want to go higher, high five. That is what mastering the upper rooms is all about. Going inside yourself and doing the work so one does not ruin their life or another's life. Getting yourself unstuck and having the courage to change. Courage to do the right thing for yourself, your future, the future generations, and becoming your authentic self instead of a wounded person. The truth is, all these unsecure attachment styles can change. People can change if they are willing to do the work and go within themselves. Explore those painful feelings, thoughts, beliefs, memories, and emotions. Ask yourself, what am I afraid of? What do I, why do I put up all these walls? Why? Why do I keep sabotaging these wonderful relationships? Why? Get those answers. Stop asking why. Get answers. Now, this leads me to my next example, which woke this man up and shifted his perspective within minutes. It was like, snap. And this guy came to me not about this, but about something completely different. And somehow this just came up. So I have been, I was working with this man that wanted to find someone to love with him. Okay. And it wasn't about that. He just shared his relationship stuff. And he didn't even know I was the author of The Undetected Narcissist. But he had met many women that are empaths. And when he got too close, they backed away. He was so confused and lost. He wondered what was wrong with these women instead of looking within himself. This is what I told him. You could have love now this very instant. One can align with love because love is unconditional. Your idea and concept of love is distorted. When someone creates expectations and conditions around how love should be or must be, the other person can feel it vibrationally. You could be in love right now with one of these wonderful women you admire. The problem is... You are not able to love them for who they are inside and accept them as they are. Just because they're not ready for a serious relationship does not mean you should stop loving them. Love takes time to grow. And at times, we must be patient. What you are doing is sabotaging that growth. And when you sabotage that growth, you are doing what every other man has done in the past with these women. You don't get what you expect or anticipate. Therefore, you leave. You discard this person as being flawed when in reality, they are not flawed. They are just not ready to give you what you seek. Maybe they want to see if you can be their friend first and accept them for who they are inside. They want to be free, not trapped. 
enjoy their company and discover different ways of experiencing love. And because I believe what you seek is superficial love, or maybe that's all you ever experienced. If you want to experience a deeper meaning of love, become a loving person first. You don't have to have sex with every woman you meet. So I would contact these women you fell in love with and apologize. Tell them what you discovered about yourself. Ask to remain friends and see what happens. Prove your worth and commitment to becoming a loving person. Things might change or they may not. Either way, love yourself first. Stop trying to fill this hole inside yourself with another person. This man knew I was correct. And yeah, that was very direct. It was very direct, but he knew everything was truth. It just flowed out of me. And I even discovered his ex-wife was a narcissist. (laughs) Go figure. The only female that ever gave him unconditional love was his mother. He had an anxious attachment style and needed to create a more secure attachment within himself. And like most people, he spent years trying to forgive his ex-wife. And after sitting in my office for an hour, this is so funny when he shared this with me, he said he was able to forgive her and even laugh about it. I mean, he said, like, I spent 30 years trying to forgive her and I meet you and boom, I can laugh about it. He felt so much lighter because he was finally free. Evicting someone from your mind is a liberating feeling. This is what love is all about. Being able to see all the dynamics within a person without judgment, fear, or criticism. Just have an open heart and listen to that inner voice of wisdom that exists inside of all of us. So here is our advice when it comes to sex. Take your time. Do what feels right in your heart and head. If they both do not align, find out why. Look for the inner beauty first, because the outer beauty changes in time. Yes, wrinkles, gray hair, reading glasses, and a few extra pounds is just fine. So be kind to the person. You are visually judging Seek that emotional connection through direct communication instead of messaging each other. Talk on the phone. Have a lunch date and show affection without the need to jump the other person's phones. Some humor here. Make it personal and intimate. Show each other playfully how you are intimate into me. Savor the fire between you two and allow the fire to increase naturally without force or the need to burn out the fire because you did not get this person in bed as soon as you expected. Or do you throw glass gasoline on the fire and the sex was done within minutes? Oh God, it would be horrible for seconds. Leaving everyone sad, disappointed, and disconnected. Learn to become self-aware of your thoughts, words, actions, and behavior. Experiment in listening and repeating back 
what you heard the other person say in those heated conversations. Then reconnect and climb those steps up from anger and back into love. You don't have to have angry sex. You can make love. And never use sex as a weapon. This is just evil. Sex can either be a trap or sex can be magical. You get to decide what kind of sex you want to experience. So listen to your intuition and do what your higher self suggests and learn to discern the voices within your head. Is the voice angry, anxious, depressed, or fearful? If so, comfort that voice. Stop allowing that voice to dominate your main personality. Listen to the voice that is kind, compassionate, considerate, cooperative, forgiving, trustworthy, accepting, reasonable, and loving. Can you see and feel the difference between the two vibrational frequency levels? One is supportive, balanced, strong, and centered. The other one is scattered, disorganized, unbalanced, weak, and unstable. We want to end this on a positive note. Sex is always the best when it includes all the upper rooms. And sex is not always satisfying or worth having when the emotional conscious set point is below 200. Remember, your body is your temple. Respect it. Care for it. Love it and embrace it completely. There is nothing sexier than a confident person. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, a confident, generous lover is even better. And like always, I like to check to see if this post is complete. And I got reminded of an interesting website I discovered that could support you in a positive manner of learning more about yourself and another person. The website is called 16 Personalities. I took the test and I had my husband take it as well. And I learned some new things about him. The link is provided within the blog post. Also, I've been guided to create another guided meditation for heartache and relationships. I will include that as bonus material. There will be a two-step process, but I want that to be a surprise. I've been like listening. I think you're really going to like it. I think it's going to be really, really fantastic. They've shown me you're going to say this. This is what you're going to you know, bring, and it's going to be really cool. All right. Um, I realize, so why those two-step processes is and why this is important, okay? Your subconscious mind and conscious mind must align in the healing process. Or one might keep repeating the same old pattern and behaviors. And why I say that is consciously, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. But the subconscious mind is on autopilot. Without you being consciously aware of it, you're just going to do it. And that's why hypnotherapy or guided imagery meditation is amazing stuff. It connects to that subconscious mind because think of it as red light, green light. And I've heard people love this analogy. Consciously, you have a green light, but in your subconscious mind, it's red. 
So when you slow down those brainwave patterns and you open up the doorway to your subconscious mind, when I'm talking to you and I'm saying something positive that you want, consciously in your head, you're saying, yes, yes, yes. And now your subconscious mind can hear it. And it goes, oh, that's what you want me to do. Because I've been doing X, Y, Z. And now you want me to do A, B, C. Okay, I'll make those changes. So the light, depending on how ingrained it is, and how deeply you go, and how well you're accepting it, the green light then can just go straight into another green light instead of red. Or it can go from red to yellow, and then it goes to green. You know, it all depends on the process for you, okay? So that's why I tell people, you want to listen to it every day for 30 days, okay? It does not have to feel like work, but you are worth the effort you put into it. So the best time to listen is before falling asleep at night. And it might make you cry, and that's okay. You are releasing the mental, emotional, and spiritual pain that is being stored within those different energy fields and your body. You will know when you are complete and no longer need the process because there'll be no more tears, heartache, hurt feelings, or any of those lower frequency vibrational emotions and thought patterns. You'll be free. So thank you for listening or reading my blog post on the topic of sex, trap, or beautiful, terrific lovemaking. Next time. I will be discussing evil. What is evil? It should be an interesting topic. I'm I'm curious to see what they have to say. All right. You take care in love and light. Many blessings. Good night.